Hello, this is the Daily Tech, and today I'm sharing tomorrow's tech news with you uh, that I do hope you enjoy. Uh, so firstly, the Huawei Watch Fit um, has been released fully uh, internationally. Now, because this article is a few days old, like 11 days, even though this is uh, quite old, it's been released internationally, which is why I think it's a good time to do it now. Uh, so, of course, the Huawei Watch Fit is their first rectangular uh, designed smartwatch, uh, unlike their circle ones. Uh, so this article is by TechRadar, so I use this quite a lot and it's, it's a good um, site for this. So of course they've got their little for and against just to um, let a little uh, beginning part, I'll read through it now. Uh, so for the four, uh, it's got a vibrant AMOLED display, so good display, uh, very comfortable to wear and feature packed. And of course they go into more in this article. Uh, things that you've got against it is it's got finicky phone pairing and the straps are not interchangeable, which is quite interesting. So of course, uh, Huawei have got another wearable and it's quite promising for a smartwatch. So of course we have seen the G2, uh, GT2 and GT2e, uh, which are both uh, fitness tracking devices, but of course were held back by software limitations. Uh, so of course, the watch fit does not improve anything uh, so on the software front, but it's a different kind of uh, value for the smartwatch. Okay, so for price and availability. Uh, so it's been launched in stages. It's now available uh, in the EAU, EA, UAE, uh, priced at AED399, which is about $110 and $150 Australian dollars. Uh, it's due to launch in the UK on September the 16th, which is a few days from now, which is why I'm talking about it now. Um, for £119.99, uh, which is about $150 and $210 Australian dollars. So, of course, that's quite a substantial differences. Of course, the prices haven't been announced for the US or Australia yet, so it might be now, but we can't see them on here. So, of course, it can change a little, as you can see through the two different conversions between the pounds or the um, AED, I don't know what those are, uh, you can see it is different, so but I think it'll be around that price that they've managed to work out. As uh, so for the, the design and the display, uh, the watch fits uh, has a slim and neat design that looks like a compressed Apple watch, which of course is quite nice. Uh, there's a lone flat button uh, tapered on the right side of the watch, giving the face's smooth metal frame a 2.5D curved glass uh, covering the surface with a polished premium look. So it looks quite nice and looks uh, more expensive than it might actually be. So of course, it's only 10.7mm uh, thick with a weight of 21 grams. Uh, this is without the straps. So you'll barely feel it on your wrist, uh, wrist and it will feel comfy for most of the day. Uh, the sensors obviously house at the bottom of the chassis where it touches um, your skin, obviously, so it can um, like sense stuff. It's five t, it's five ATM water resistant, meaning it can go up to depths of fifty meters. It doesn't say for how long, but I assume for like half an hour. Uh, you can't swap these straps on the watch fit, which obviously is a shame. So whatever you buy, you're keeping, which might be a bit annoying for some people and. I think most people won't mind, but then when it comes to selling it, it might make it more difficult, especially if you you get a more unique colour and somewhat more than what some people might want. Uh, so, the protruding sensor bump on the bottom 
uh, tends to dig into your skin if you strap the watch on tightly and it will get sticky a few minutes into a workout so that's a bit annoying because it's still quite comfortable for wearing uh, most of the time. Uh, so there's a 1.64 inch AMOLED screen um, with 280 uh, by 4656 um, resolution and it has pretty small bezels. Uh, it's a display you would expect to find on the pricier smartwatches so that's definitely um, a good thing that they're doing here. Uh, so the display is responsive as you tap and swipe through the watch fits easy uh, to use interface. It's also bright and readable even under direct sunlight which of course is good. Uh, so features and well for this watch. So the watch uh, the watch's key uh, the watch fit key selling point is the vast and versatile fitness and health tracking uh, suite. So it can track anything from conventional forms of exercise uh, like walking, running, cycling, swimming, uh, things like that, to um, many more. It can also monitor heart rate in real time and shows your target heart rate zone during exercise to keep you motivated to stay in the ideal range, which of course is good for fitness. And there's also a built-in GPS as well for mapping outdoor runs. Uh, but there is no altitude meter or track elevation. Uh, so of course how well the um, GPS performance and tracking stacks up is something uh, they'll be testing a different time. Of course, I won't be looking at that, but I assume it worked well. You can see you've got another picture of here. It's quite like um, it's like a shrunk down phone, I'd say. It's not like square, it's more rectangular. Uh, so, aside from the 90 plus workout modes on this uh, watch, there are 12 fitness courses accompanied by animations uh, to guide you through each step. Uh, these courses include stretches, quick fat burnings and focused core exercises and more. So it's a neat feature so it's quite good and if uh, Huawei may be planning on adding more in the future. Uh, so like the GT series of this watch uh, it allows you to monitor your blood oxygen saturation SpO2 uh, a feature we haven't seen before in a fitness band at this price point, which obviously is a good thing, for making it cheaper. I also uh, measured it through various intervals during the day and during workouts. Uh, it's, it's able to use GPS data and heart rate information uh, to estimate your VO2 max training effects, recovery times, target heart rate zones and warm-ups, fat burning uh, and and robotic, I think, uh, endurance, uh, almost everything you need to make um, it helpful for exercising in a like good way. There is no cutting edge features though, but I mean for the price it is cutting edge. Uh, there is, there are no smartwatch features on board, uh, so like, there are helpful utilities like pushing notifications, weather information, and information from your smartphone and built-in storage for music. You can still play music off of this. So at this price point, um, it's a very good watch for what you're getting. Apart from, does it say down here about the pairing process? Uh, so it's comfortable. No, it doesn't say about pairing, but apparently, uh, according to a little early verdict, um, it's a bit annoying to pair off the phone. But once you have, I think this is a very good um, smartwatch for the price point, even this article agrees, uh, I agree, it looks quite good, 
Um, obviously, it's not obviously the best smartwatch, but of course, at the price you're paying, what was it, like £120? You're definitely getting a decent um, watch here for, like, especially for people who don't really care about the smart functionality, more like the fitness uh, smart functionality. And so I think this is a really cool watch. Chuck the microphone a little. Right, okay. So Samsung, Sony, and LG's TVs uh, face are facing a new rival uh, that is really good on price. So uh, I assume it's okay. So Samsung's the champion of 4K TVs, uh, but of course this firm is uh, at threat to its uh, crown. Uh, so one of China's biggest manufacturers, uh, Conker, is coming to the West. Of course, they do extremely aggressive pricing uh, while maintaining uh, pretty good picture quality and build quality, which obviously is good. Uh, unfortunately, the first wave of 4K and high-definition panels from Conker are only set to launch in the United States and not in the UK or anything like that, Australia, so that's a bit annoying, but I think it eventually it could uh, come to these places. So, um, when it arrives in the United States, uh, so the H3U5 Q7 Pro Series TVs, which start at around $140, which is about £107, um, so a mid-tier 4K TV powered by um, Android TV, of course the um, operating system for TVs, costs £190, which is about $249, for the 43-inch uh, size, which is a really competitive price. Obviously, that's really good. And I, you can see why people want these to uh, come out into all the places, and of course it will help their business a lot as well. So, um, so the H3 is entry-level model in the range. It ships with a 32 and 40-inch screen size and starts at 100 and forty dollars. So um, the Conker U5 uh, brings up to Ultra HD, uh, which is 4K, brings brighter LEDs and enhanced mo motion processing to move out to smooth out action. And of course, the Q7 Pro is the flagship uh, from Conker. I assume I'm saying that right. Uh, of course, these quantum dot filters. Uh, these add a quantum dot filter, uh, similar to ones found in TCL and Samsung QLED TVs, uh, which promises inky blacks and brighter whites, which obviously is quite good, and goes up to 75 inches, which of course is good for most living rooms. Of course, it's not a new company. It's You need to really wait until the first reviews come out, because obviously you don't want to get something that's maybe not as good as it's advertised, obviously things like that. But of course, a 4K TV with Android TV at £190 is a really good deal. However, even though other low-cost 4K TVs have suffered uh, things like colour reproduction, motion smoothing, and input lag, I think this company could possibly um, beat that. They could make a good TV at a really good price. Obviously, that's what we're hoping for, because of course this would be a really popular brand then. I would think. Like once people start hearing about it, I think that's quite possible. Right, okay, moving on to the next article. Uh, Huawei P30, that's by the same uh, Express, same for the last one. Huawei P30 and P40 Pro owners uh, might actually have to get rid of Android 
to get the latest features like switching to Harmony OS when that releases. So, um, Android fans who um, decide to get a Huawei device uh, have been put on red alert. Of course, the operating system is going to be replaced. But of course, they want people to be happy to move to that, so obviously they're making some good features. Uh, so this announcement was made during the annual Hawaii Developer Conference, or HDC for short. Um, US companies, including Google, have been prevented from doing business with Huawei. Uh, so that means, of course, they can't ha they can't rely on Play Store and anything really from... Um, Oh yeah, Huawei P40 owners aren't able to download Gmail, Google Maps, or YouTube, which of course is a popular one, uh, in Google Design Data. I assume you can still use it on the internet, but still, that's not great that you can't use YouTube. I know it's a very popular app, even Gmail as well. So, uh, to ensure its smartphones get the new features, Huawei have confirmed plans to turn its own in-house operating system, uh, known as Harmony OS, and of course it's going to be ready for 2021. Of course, the P40 Pro uh, will target an October 21 release, uh, 2021 release for Harmony OS, obviously, ship with that instead. Of course, it's remained to be seen whether Hawaii will be shipping Harmony OS on new devices going forward from that date, whether existing devices will get a patch to upgrade. But it does seem likely that Hawaii will bring new features to the open-source version of Android. Uh, so, what of course is currently found on the P40 Pro. And, of course, Harmony OS will have good functionality, it will make people not want to use Android anymore. Uh, so last one, temporary license, which had allowed Google to send software updates and patches to Huawei devices, uh, has finally expired. But despite this, of course, Huawei-branded smartphones will still get recently released Android 11 update, uh, thanks to the software being open source. Of course, P40 users will have to wait to see if they're getting um, Android 12 next year or if they'll have to wait for um, Harmony OS. Of course these devices probably will be using Harmony OS anyway. So Huawei said Harmony OS will be open source which raises the possibility of other Chinese smartphones uh, using that OS as well. Which again could make it another popular OS so you'd have iOS, Android and then even Harmony OS which would be quite nice. Of course, having all Huawei phones running um, Harmony OS will take a sizable chunk out of Google's market share. Not loads, but still enough to be noticeable. So, in the quarter two of this year, Huawei shipped 54.8 million smartphones as they bested Samsung and Apple to become the biggest smartphone makers in the world. Uh, Samsung and Apple were in third place, respectively, while... Um, Second and third, so Samsung and second, Apple and third. Uh, and Chinese manufacturers Xiaomi and um, Oppo were in fourth and fifth. So that's quite interesting. 882 million smartphone users um, are in the world and they all come from um, China. Of course, people are saying how the only way um, Harmony OS will go forwards is if it's um, got access to some, some apps like Google, um, like YouTube, things like that. Uh, even WhatsApp and Netflix can't be found in the app gallery either, which of course is an issue for some people. So of course, whether or not Harmony OS will get these 
things is not sure yet. Of course, he might be able to get a um, license from the US to or something like that to be able to do that. But I think they should eventually be allowed to have those apps on it, but as long as they're not sharing like their big parts. Because of course, even though they do want to drive away customers from it, they still want customers. It's, they, I'm not sure how. Um, they're going to be doing this, but I think it's possible that we'll be getting those things back onto it. Right, okay, Sony has a mystery event planned for um, PAX Online next week. Of course, Sony's currently unnamed event, uh, planned for the 18th of September, is one of the only upcoming um, PAX events that doesn't have a title. It's simply called Sony Holder, uh, at the time this article was written, which is, does it say? Uh, yesterday at 5.15pm, so right now it's like 2pm, so it was made like 21 hours ago, so I assume it still stayed that way. Of course, the Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S prices and release dates were revealed earlier this week, so of course Sony, uh, people are waiting for Sony to reveal theirs, obviously. Um... This um, tech giant doesn't have no choice not to give PS5 information soon. It's pretty awesome surprise they haven't given it sooner. It would be good for them to do this. But of course, they want to hold the anticipation. Is there any more to this article? Nope. Okay, so, obviously, it's we know what's really going to be coming in this event. Obviously, we can take a very good guess. But it's weird how they haven't named it anything. That could uh, suggest that they, A, haven't come up with a name. Or, which is unlikely anyway. Or, um... There's something that's going to be the main thing that they don't want to say too soon. They want it to be quite close. It also could just be to keep people checking in as well. So it's very interesting what they're doing. But obviously, I feel like something big could be coming apart from just the prices of um, that. It could be something like um, maybe a VR headset, something along those lines, but not necessarily that. Right. Facebook rolls out campus. Uh, feature that lets uh, let students connect with classmates attending the same college. Uh, so Facebook is getting back to its roots with the launch of Campus, uh, a new section only available to students. Uh, so the product serves as a dedicated uh, subsection to the Facebook app that allows students to create a campus profile uh, distinct from the main profile. And all that's needed is a college email and graduation date. So everything like your name, profile, photo, cover photo and hometown will be imported from your Facebook profile because you can make edits and add additional details like uh, major, minor and class list. Uh, so once this feature is set up, uh, they can discover groups and events unique to that school uh, and classmates with similar interests, which of course is a really cool feature. So it's intended to both reconnect Facebook with young users who of course have drifted towards other things like TikTok, Instagram and other platforms. Facebook is more for older people now. Obviously, they want people to be coming back to it. So this could be a good way. Even if they only use it for this feature, still getting people onto it, then they might just start using it in general. That's what I think they're hoping. So of course, other key features include... Can I not pause? There we go, okay, so uh, one key feature includes real-time chat rooms and school-specific news feeds where students can get updates from classmates, groups, and events. 
Uh, they can also create study groups and plan virtual concerts or ask for advice, which of course is quite useful. Uh, the company says students' privacy and security is a priority, uh, and content shared on campus, including profiles, events, and groups, can only be seen um, by other campus members at the same college. So no one else can see it who aren't in that, which obviously is a good thing. Uh, they can either be, uh, groups and events can either be open, which means anyone can see them, or they can be private, anyone in the school can see them, or they can be private, where you can, I guess you can invite people. And if you block someone on Facebook, of course, it will be blocked from campus and the other way around as well. And anyone who violates Facebook's community standards won't be able to do this feature either. So, I think this is a really cool feature. Obviously, it's going to be something cool, get people connected back into Facebook, even if they... I'm not sure I don't use Facebook, obviously, but, like, I don't... Facebook is kind of drifting away, and people prefer things like Instagram and TikTok, as it says down there. Obviously, you don't want... Um, Facebook is more being drifted towards old people, which obviously isn't good. If no one else is joining it, they're not really gaining any more people to it, which, of course, is an issue for them. Whereas they want that generation part of their... Um, part, like, mixed in with it. So they'll be using it as well, obviously, because they want to be the biggest social media platform. And it's all a good scheme, I'd say. It's got useful features for people who need it, and it, it helps them get more users on their site. So it works both ways, which I think is a really good thing. Right, and for today's last story, we're talking about more VR. I do like a bit of VR. So here we go. So the Oculus Quest gets its best virtual environment yet at the Cyber City. So, of course, a, a virtual environment is available for Oculus Quest users. It's kind of thing that um, you see. It's like your home screen, pretty much, but all around you. And, of course, this one's saying it could be the best one yet. From the little picture I can see up there, it's a bit blurred, uh, sort of. It looks quite cool. If I, is there a picture anywhere? No, okay, well, let's, let's play this video. Does so I have music? No, okay, so I'm watching the video now, and it actually looks really cool. Uh, I think it's probably one of their best ones. It looks really nice. I think they've designed this one really well. Okay, I'll pause the video. So I think they've designed that really well. Uh, so Cyber City is the sixth and most recent virtual environment available to the Oculus Quest. Um... Joining the Oculus Dome, Classic Home, the Winter Lodge, the Space Station, and the Pass Through Environments. Uh, so it depicts a futuristic uh, cyberpunk city uh, with some fantastic animations and ambient noises. Uh, so in the footage, it shows um, the new environment has a small animations that work to great effect. Obviously, which is quite nice, like fly. Uh, sorry for that. Um, so, like a train that zooms along a suspended track in the distance, plus some flying cars uh, navigating the space below it. Uh, in the room, there's a rotating fan and subtle yet effective ambient noises coming from the city to make it a really cool area. Because of course, most people don't spend long in it. So, of course, I think it's nice just for, like, when you log in, you load up what you want, or you're just doing something smaller, maybe the web browser, stuff like that. Which I think is really cool. So, of course, it's nice that they're still adding more environments, obviously, because uh, the environments are quite cool.
Anyways, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please do consider subscribing uh, if you're on YouTube. If you're not on YouTube, then uh, make sure to follow or any way you can to see the latest tech news by me. But anyways, have a good day.